All right, say something to make me laugh, funny man. <laughs> so a uh, mollusk and a sea cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> from that, is that from that movie Shark Tale, right? Yeah, the movie Shark Tale. <laughs> Shark Tale. Working at the car wash. Oh my oh, gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that knows that a bird in the stone is worth two in the fist. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> a bird in the stone is worth two birds in the fist. Yes, uh, well, because if you think about it, if you're going to come home to your papa and it's 836, and you leave live on the island of Glagosh, right, and you find so we got, a so we, bird, got a, we got a Welsh clansman here. <laughs> you find a bird lodged in a stone. Be like, look, papa. A bird lodged in a stone, <laughs> or it probably sounds something like this. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say this, like this, uh, this, this Anglo-Saxon it. man sounds a lot like an 1800s British person. Not <laughs> <laughs> yes, as opposed to if you come home to your papa and you have two birds in the one hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I mean, everybody did that. At, how are you gonna? How are you gonna hold both those birds? One of them's right. gonna escape, and then you have a bird that's right. not in a stone. That's what the saying means. Exactly. Right. I'd rather have the bird lodged in the stone, can't go anywhere, can't fly, than these two birds that are literally flight risks. I mean, he, this is this is the this is the thing that people don't understand. This is the this is you, the this is the poor man's mindset. A bird in the hand, a bird in the hand birds. is a bird in the hand is not worth two in the bush. And here's why. Okay. okay. See, when you have two birds in the hand, that's all you got. When you got two birds in the bush, they could mate, and now you're leveraging other people's money to make <laughs> passive income. Okay. That's. <laughs> Uh, that's the rich dad mindset okay here's what you gotta do take out a mortgage buy a zoo okay <laughs> now you got passive income do you get those do you get those like those those twitter those twitter uh recommended tweets or or tiktoks or instagram reels that are like here's how to make passive income yeah and it's always like buy a laundry place or whatever yeah it's something dumb like that like here's how i make six hundred thousand dollars a year i got one the other day that was like buy ice machines <laughs> <laughs> They're like people let buy ice machines, man. Gas stations will let you put them there for free. Parking will lots they? will let you put them there for free. Well, apparently he was like, gas stations might not charge you rent because they see it as a value add, right? Okay, so this makes sense. Okay, here's here's what I want to know. I live in a suburban area. Mm-hmm. Everyone's thought of that already. <laughs> right. Everyone already has an ice machine. I I gotta say, ice pretty much covered. In Pre- this market, every people know how to get ice. Right. They if I'm thinking about ice, at, yeah, I know. Ready ice. I, you can go to a ready ice. You can go to a, a McDonald's and buy a bag of ice. Can you really do that? Oh yeah, they sell it because huh. they realize like we're making this ice anyway. Hmm. We're paying the water bill. Might as well put a put it in a bag and sell it for a dollar. Can you? So the two birds in the bush. Sure. Yeah, the two birds in the bush are like a bag of ice. We don't think hand. about the opportunity costs, right? This is an interesting thing because people are always like, I'm not going to play the lottery. There's such a low chance of winning. But if you think about it, if you don't play the lottery, then you're essentially losing $300 million. Yeah, right? that's are, what people don't understand. That's, that's, you, you, are, you are the biggest loser, right? Yes. That's, you've won that game show by not playing the lottery. Your opportunity cost is so high, so you might as well play it. It's the same thing with the birds, right? You got a bird in the hand, and there's two in the bush, but your opportunity cost is negative one birds. 
We are. Okay. We are. Uh, I, I hate to say this. We this are has been Grant Cardone's uh, podcast. <laughs> we are roast. We we have absolutely flambéed Austrian economics right now. I know. Take that, John Maynard Kynes. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his name? I think. I, I think so. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right. I don't know, man. Yeah, it does sound. But right. no, that's like that is that is. There's going to be there's there's going to be someone in the Discord is like actually I'm getting my PhD in economics and you guys are 100 percent right. You're correct. 100 right. They suck. Boo. Boo. Manufacturing scarcity. Boo. Ding 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 ding. Uh, yeah, that that is that is what I that is what I hear when I hear people talking about like oh, but if you don't if you like in, don't invest then you're like you're like losing money like actually that is not true. Mm-hmm. If someone punched me in the face and took a million dollars from me, I'm losing money. Right. If someone if I don't invest in a certain mutual fund that happens to profit off of uh, mortal sin, I'm not losing money. Are you I'm talking about prawn? Soul. What? Are you talking about prawn? How they are the large shrimp? Oh, you mean lead speak prawn? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one of my favorite, there. one of my favorite episodes of the Cal Newport show was when he had to explain what prawn was. Really? Yeah, because someone sent in a question about a pornography addiction, mm-hmm. and he basically went on this whole utilita- argument from utilitarianism, where you know, if you watch porn, you're not going to be as productive. That's, a, I mean, not a bad argument. Not a bad. Listen, I mean. Whatever works. Whatever works, man. Just get, get you off that. the stuff. And uh, he had to. The guy. The guy was. The guy wrote in and he put prawn, possibly mm-hmm. to like make it past any email filters yeah, to avoid a censor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so Cal said the word and he was like, "I gotta explain what this means." I was like, "No, guy, we got it. Like, we understand." He was like, "Help! I keep watching prawn on the internet," and we're like, "I wonder what he could mean." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the Jason Everett bit about a mom stumbling in on the boy, and he's looking at sunsets, but it's pictures of shrimp. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. That's good. Um, this is this is good. I I don't know anything about economics. Um, there was I was gonna talk about something, but oh, I can say I can say the thing, but I can't say the the name of the thing. That's what I've been told. You got it. So my wife is pregnant. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows that. Today, actually just a few hours ago, uh, we went to the place where sure. they do the scans, uh-huh. and we found out the gender yes. of the child. Yeah. And you can't say that what it is, though. I'm not going to say the name of the baby. Oh. I was actually thinking about this. You tell. Well, okay. So tomorrow night, I think what, what our bit is going to be on the stream is come check out the stream. We're going to do gender reveal, right? But this is coming out later so i can say it on this program oh so we're gonna do the gender reveal on the twitch stream yeah yeah why not cool that sounds fun okay drum roll please if you didn't watch the twitch stream it's a boy I told Patrick before the stream, so that's why his his reaction is. Oh yeah, my reaction is yeah. muted. I took I took the joke off of the Twitch stream that you were yeah. going to name. Can I put it back now? Of course you can. Okay, cool. Yeah, why not? I, I wanted to I wanted to clear that joke with you first, but then I was like, nah, it's funnier that this way. <laughs> yeah, the, the joke is cleared. But we're having a boy. It was kind of amazing. I don't know if you had this experience, but they were 
they were doing. They were do, have the little, you know, the wand or whatever. Yeah, and she's, yeah, yeah. She's looking around in there and getting in all the different places that mm-hmm. they have, and um, and then all of a sudden, it's just, just a, it's right there. Oh, it's just it's just right there. It's right there. Yeah. And, I didn't and have then that she experience. was like, really? Because no. she says, she says, I think I know what it is. And we were like, what, what, what? We we're looking at the screen. And then all of a sudden, just in bright, white, it looked like highlight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just appeared. And then da, she, da, drew da. A little, she drew a little arrow at it. I was like, okay, I think I could see now it. Now we got it. Yeah. It's, yeah it kind of points to itself. But yeah. yeah. What Was that not your experience? How no, I was like. Did you just like, have the nub? The doctor was like, oh, it's definitely a boy. And I was like, great, cool. I couldn't see it. Really? Yeah, I just like. When did I, you? When was that? Do you remember at what week weekage that was? I don't. I don't. I don't remember oh, okay. now. Yeah, you might not have been as far along as possibly. As we were, possibly. But. And then we we prompted we promptly waited months to tell our families. We told everyone really? else before we told our families because we wanted to tell them in person. Uh, yeah. We told them in person that we were pregnant. I think just because they live somewhere else, we're gonna tell them. We're gonna Facetime them probably cool. right after this podcast is done. We're gonna we're gonna Facetime them. So, pretty exciting stuff. Oh wait, no. Uh, we waited considered. to tell everyone we were pregnant. Mm-hmm. A long time. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was different. Uh, so now, so this is kind of exciting because now we're both boy dads. We're both boy dads, and they're not that cool. far apart in age. No, absolutely not. So they can start their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if? Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be so funny. That'd the Crunch so... Two, the sequel. Get in the family business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my father's. This was my. No, we. That's not even a bit. They don't even start their own podcast. They they host this podcast. They host in like this podcast, fifteen right. years. We give them the reins. For my son gets he's it's his thirteenth birthday. Son, you're a man now. You're you're a man now, and I've I've got you this. He unwraps the Audio Technica AT twenty twenty plus USB microphone. <laughs> Dust it off. And he goes, no way. What is this? And I'm like, son, I know you can record anything you want just by speaking to the cloud, which is always listening. <laughs> But you can, believe it or not, you can plug this in to a machine and speak into it. And the podcast will stay stored on it. (laughs) And then you can mail it to iTunes and and they will upload it. And then you can mail it to iTunes and they'll put it on the internet for you. Whoa, no way. Uh, We could do that. I think that'd be fun. We have to keep these mics. We have to get, we should engrave them. One, we should, we should actually do that. We should put, we should do like crunch podcast 2016 two. Yeah. When we get, when we get new, when we get new mics, which. Dude, I got my sights set on the. Everyone has these mics, the Shure the SMB. Sure, yeah. yeah, they they yeah, sound the nice so ones. good. Yeah, they're like top tier. When yeah. we get those finally, that's uh-huh. exactly what we're doing. We're 100%. we're retiring these. We're engraving because we've had these for six years. I know. I'm thinking a little like shadow box. You know, you can hang it up on the wall, like a like your like your grandpa's ashes or whatever. But it's your microphone. Ooh, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not exactly the same, but no, <laughs> close. Yeah. Close. Close, yeah. Well, if you're Catholic and you're cremated, you can't, like, put your ash... You can't put ashes in your house. Yeah. You you gotta gotta bury the ashes. You gotta bury the ashes, right. So so it's perfect. Um, But I I love that. (laughs) You gotta bury the ashes. I love the idea. Maybe maybe our sons won't get along at all, and they'll be like, Dad, why do you keep trying to force me to do this? (laughs) He's so weird, you know? But... Like, no, no, here's what we got to do. We got to give them, we got to let them, give them anonymous Twitter accounts and we let it happen organically. That's true. And I'll tell them it's like, my son shows me these tweets and I can smell it. I can smell it just by reading the tweets. That's a a Nevi. That's a Nevi. I can see a Catholic dude, 45. I know it's him. Uh, 
And then you say to him, I say, hey, listen, son, for the first probably (laughs) for the first probably year, you're going to be like, what am I doing? Do I really like this guy? Are we going to be friends? (laughs) This is kind of strange, right? But then after that. You're you're gonna be off to the race. It's gonna be smooth, smooth man. You might want to quit at some point. That's fine. That's normal. It's normal. Push through that. You might even tell him that you're quitting. That's okay. Man. But you can always come back. That's Could the thing. He'll always imagine. He'll always take you back. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. That was the worst time. That was the worst time anyone's ever broken up with me. I'm sorry. Was it really? Because <laughs> yes. I don't think that's true. I've no, been with you through some breakups. <laughs> nope. Okay. That one was the worst. Didn't didn't I don't want to air your dirty laundry, but didn't your current wife break up with you for a time? Oh yeah, but yeah, and this that... was worse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, I, I tell that a... story. I tell that story sometimes. I I tell that. Story. Yeah. I, I I say that Phoebe and I broke up for a week because first of all, when you've been married for two years, a week is like what? And then um, it's like it's also funny because I get to tell people 100 percent of my relationships have failed. <laughs> Even my even my current relationship. That's so funny. <laughs> Sounds funnier when you say it like that. What else is uh What else is going on in your life? Anything? I posted an Instagram reel on my. <laughs> it's a big news. <laughs> Ethan, move aside with that stupid Shut baby up. news. I gotta... Shut up, you idiot! I got this Instagram. I stuff. posted an Instagram reel today on the on the on the Archangel Gabriel Life Teen Instagram. And you're working, you're working for them now. Uh, Instagram. No, that other thing that you said. Oh, Archangel Gabriel Life Teen. Yeah, I thought I thought that we. I thought this was your main thing. No, 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 no. This is definitely not my main thing. <laughs> if you that's if you want it to be my main thing, that's patreon.com slash the crush. Are you are you are you are you cheating on me? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I need what health you... insurance. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing we got to think about. Uh, if we don't want to do this full time, how are we gonna get health insurance? <laughs> I might be Never. able to. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later. Move to Canada. Move to Canada. To Canada. Can't Regan? If it's free there, Regan, can't you just send us the insurance? Yeah. Can't you just like put just, us on your plan or just, something? Just forward it. Just add add persons it's like Regan, wife, baby. What do they have and, up there? Blue Cross, and add Blue Maple Leaf, Podcast Dad One, Podcast Dad Two, and yeah. then that could be. Then we just would have to drive for you. It wouldn't be that hard. You just walk. You yeah. walk. You'd be in Canada for it's me. It's true. It'd be a bit of a. You can hop on the Oregon I, Trail or something. Yeah, I have a, an appendix, and and it's it's burst by the time I get to Kansas. I think I think if you start a new uh, Instagram account and you post a reel, they like super boost it because I posted my first reel and it got like in an hour it got like six thousand views, and I was like, this is just for my youth ministry. What are you doing getting 6,000 views for your side gig? Please stop. You mean my main job? <laughs> I was like, I was like, please stop watching this Instagram reel and commenting on it. Because I, I was doing a bit where I like went on a playground, like a kid's mm-hmm. playground. And I was like, hey, I'm at a kid's playground because I want to tell you something. And it was like about the kingdom of God or whatever. And some guy was like, some guy was like, uh, it's kind of weird that you're on like a kid's playground. I'm like, actually, when you it's think about weird it, it's that not. you're watching this reel and commenting yeah. on me. About the fact that it's weird that I'm on a kid's playground. You can't you can't get mad at me because I'm on a I'm on a, a I'm on a, a playground near my house. You can't you can't get mad at me for that. Am I the only one that thinks that there should be playgrounds but sized for adults? You with are maybe, thinking when maybe with maybe some like hard seltzer that you could purchase. <laughs> no, it's not. You can't purchase it. You, you paid. I was it also in. thinking about moving to Austin later this year. <laughs> 
It's real right. up and coming town. It's up and coming. I hear that they've got these cool adult sized playgrounds with hard seltzer. Oh gosh, do they really? I know. I'm doing. I'm making it up. They probably that feels right. I'm sure that they do though. It's just like a little tap that goes into they, the ground. They even have. They make it so easy for parents. They have a place where you they watch your dogs for you. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, one of my one of my old teachers posted on Instagram, um, and as someone. I don't want to. I don't want to. Come on. Nope. Yep. Let's do it. Get it out. As someone who now has a newborn. Uh huh. Um. Please As don't. An actual dad. Please don't compare waking up to let your dogs go poop to waking up to a newborn. Please don't do that. Even if you have six of them. Which, if you have six of them, just have a kid, man. You uh-huh. obviously want a kid. You just right. keep ratcheting up the commitment level in this marriage. You just have a freaking kid, you know? Right. It's <laughs> Obviously. So, probably, people are like, oh, kids are so smelly and sm- so yucky. My experience with dogs is that they're 100% smellier and 100% louder <laughs> and 100% messier than children. 100%. And the best part is you'll outlive them. So they will they will never grow up and take care of you. That's a good point. Yeah. People, the, the, the dog... The dog situation. It people say so. I I will admit that there is a certain element of like, okay, getting a dog can teach you some things about responsibility. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to dispute that. If you're in I a place are, in your life where you really need something to tether you to reality, if you don't a have dog. a routine yourself, get a dog yeah, because then 100%. you'll have something that you have something that depends on you, and the risk level is low. Yes, but call me when at 2 a.m. the dog has to come in and suck on your breasts to live because it's not the same. Different. Different. Not the same. Very different. Not the same. The, 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 you can't put a kid in a kennel. That's, that's, <laughs> if you do that, you're going to jail. You put a dog in a kennel, you go to, you go to Cabo for the weekend. You know? Yeah. Like that's your fine. Yeah. You can, you can always, and everyone is always willing to watch your dog 100 percent. and it's no and it's low effort you when, can't when drop the dog, off a six month old when the dog gets loud you can lock him in the other room you you can't you can't leave your kid with your friend jeff and and be like hey jeff when he gets hungry just let him suck on your breasts like it does not work <laughs> it does not work there is a there's an order to this yes and i anyway. i I don't want to be that guy that immediately becomes a dad and feels morally superior to everyone who doesn't have a kid, but it's happened, so we can't do anything about it. <laughs> I know. There's no way around it. There's no so way around why would I, it. Why would I, avoid I, I, it? I love feeling morally superior to everyone. Um, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But it's you, reason number one to become Catholic and to become a dad is just it's, that no matter where you are, you can feel better than everybody else. Around moral you. superiority is the yeah. is the name of which the is game. so that that's actually a very good point about why fatherhood and Catholicism are some of the greatest things that you can experience. Yes, because they're also some of those dangerous things for your pride. You know, that's probably a pretty good so uh, yeah, pretty good uh, reasoning there. I, I think I think that that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely part of it. I don't want to dunk on people who like can't have kids and so they settle no, for dogs no. but like That's i don't think they'll about. disagree with me when i say that having a dog is different than having a kid right this has been going on too long i don't want to be like a boomer and be like no. you know these kids these days aren't having kids or having dogs it'd be a instead. different story if you took care of the dog for two years and then after two years it started walking on its hind legs and asking for cheese that'd be different 
I'd kind of like that. I'd be into it. It'd be it. different if you had to like bolt your bookcase to the wall because the dog might climb it and kill itself. You know what right. I mean? Like, yes. It, 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 yeah. It'd be different. Dogs yeah. still might do that though. <laughs> so never yeah, mind. That's true. They still <laughs> might do that. You got to be careful. Um, you got to be really careful with chip bags. and. <laughs> that's true. I don't have but, any Pittsburgh yeah. news, by the way. We're just going to have to go roll right into the topic. Oh, roll right into the topic? Yeah. If you want a sampling of Pittsburgh news, you can go back and watch the the clips that are surely have been posted by now of our Tuesday night uh, Twitch stream where we talked about the Hopefully. Gentle Minions, um, Rise of Gru phenomenon, which yeah. I didn't know anything about, and it was uh, pretty chaotic and pretty incredible. You want to so. go through and clip the Tuesday stream so I don't have to do that? <laughs> yeah, you want to you, you – you send me a bullet-pointed list of how to do it? Step yeah, step? Sure. yeah, sure. All right, thanks. Well, I just want to do it in the same style. In the Japanese style. I understand. Um, if you don't know that we're streaming on Twitch yet because you're just like, you haven't listened to the podcast in a while and you're catching up, uh, we started streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thecrunchpodcast. Um, we're live on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. And you Don't can say see that. What? <laughs> don't say that. It's not, it's, we don't know if that's actually going to happen forever. Oh, sorry. S- thus far, we have streamed on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. Schedule forthcoming. The schedule that's forthcoming is forthcoming. Okay, I just don't. I don't want to commit. We've committed to so many things that it's not worked. I know you're right. You're right. I'm scared. I we've I'm been scared. streaming. We've been streaming on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. If we were to stream, we would pick one of those nights. Correct. <laughs> At least until August and, or September of 2022. An easy way to know when we stream is just to click that follow button on Twitch.tv/slash. Super easy. Super, Super easy. easy. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I have a bit of a topic. Oh, do you? Yeah, unless you had one that you wanted to I don't have one. Please give topic. So I can has topic. L-O-L-X-D. Rar. It's going to be, um, hmm. This might be, could be, I always do this. This could be a shorter episode, but then it ends up being like an hour. Four hours later. (laughs) Four hours later. Uh, I think I'm having a, I'm having a hard time. Oh, hello. You're having a hard time? I'm having a hard time. I want to talk about it because I think uh, I'm not the only person that's having this hard time. I want to talk about what it's like leaving um, an active apostolate and coming back into the world. You're wearing your focus polo. It's a good. I'm wearing my focus polo. It's very light and breezy. It's 105 degrees outside today, so I wanted to pick a polo that was comfy. Goodness. Um, okay, you want to talk about leaving an apostolate and then yeah. going into the real world and living living out the real world. Is that is that good? Sure. I've not. I've never done that. So you haven't experienced it, but I think uh, you're wiser and holier than me. So maybe you'll have something to tell me about my life. Okay, we can debate that later. But go on. <laughs> all, right, all right. Sounds good. Twitch.tv slash Twitch Podcast. Um, the. <laughs> Which one of us is holier? And it's like a big <laughs> That is funny. I so I'm just thinking about it because it's kind of it's halfway through 2022. We're coming up on a, a year anniversary in about a month from now. It's like we've been married for 11 months. I've been working <laughs> at my job for um, a little more than a year. Like it's just kind of a time of year where it's like last summer was the summer that I left Focus and started this new job. When I moved to Oklahoma City, when I got married, like. All, a bunch of life changes happened right. last summer. Wow. And so Huge. I'm kind of like in this place where I'm thinking retrospectively about, okay, how has the last year gone? It's gone a lot differently than I expected it would. Um, 
But one of the biggest things that I just have been really like struck by, and it's given me a lot of um, sadness that's extremely hard to articulate, which is why I haven't mm-hmm. really like talked about it on the show. Uh, or even I've talked about it to some of my friends and I'll, definitely to my wife, but it's just, it's hard to kind of articulate is just the, um, like the feeling that the, that things have, have waned, you know, and it feels like when you're in a relationship that is like, like you're about to break up, you know, it's kind of how it feels. Like I, I left focus last summer and we were preparing for marriage. And so I was like, I was going to mass and I was still trying to pray my holy hour. And like, we were, I was just doing all the things that I was doing anyway. And then you kind of get, you get married and then that just puts a huge, it's a huge bump in the old like prayer road. Oh yeah, uh, sure. And a huge bump in the missional road too. Like it's not as easy for me to go and meet up with a random guy on a weeknight. It's not as easy for me to invite someone over. It's not as easy for me to uh, go and play golf with someone. Like all the things that I was used yeah. to doing with men that I would meet, I could no longer do on as much of a regular basis. It's not because my wife is this terrible tyrant who locks me in my <laughs> house. Um, that's it's it, it. It's really. I mean, it should be the other way around. You know, she actually le- asked my permission to leave the home when she needs. To oh go gosh, to shop. Um, there's that book that came out anyway. It's this is a joke because there was some book that came out about uh, husbands know best or something like that. You remember that? Was it Ask Your Husband? Ask Your Husband. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm yeah. riffing on the book Ask Your Husband. My wife does not actually need my permission to leave the house. In fact, she goes to Trader Joe's whenever she wants. Uh, <laughs> it is right and just. <laughs> it is right and just. Um, it's not because my wife has been like, oh, you can't, you can't do these things. It's because it's just genuinely like my marriage is my number one priority. And that just means that my whole life has to look different. And so, okay, we can pivot how my mission looks. And I'm going to live my mission mainly through my vocation. Yeah. And how I love my wife and how I build a community of families around us. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm into that. Love it. But this whole time, like fall and winter of last year, uh, I just I stopped going to mass as much. And I stopped. It's just hard because you really have to fight for that prayer time. And it would have to be early in the morning or late at night. And those are kind of like the two. I don't know if you've ever been awake at those times. It's not great. Those are the two hardest times to do, to pray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, do, to like do anything other than sleep or browse the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was just running into this because I, I no longer had this team around me. Yeah. My wife is on my team, but she lives her spirituality very differently than a focused missionary would. Sure. That's what I was used to. And so things started to wane. And then we kind of get into this year. And this year is very challenging for me in lots of ways. Weird things happen at work. My, the, the place that I work kind of changes up, um, like the business structure, what I do changes, like my actual job description changed this year. I had to move into a completely different like area of expertise and kind of learn a whole new business kind of Mm. on the fly because of how our, our work changed. And that was all very hard on a human level, right? I was very out of my depth. My whole life I've been, I don't know if you've experienced this, but my whole life I kind of up until this point, I've just been doing things that I'm naturally good at. (laughs) The gifted kid syndrome. Gifted kid syndrome. And like, I feel like you maybe have this too, because I know that you're very good at what you do, but it's like you, you, like being a focused missionary was not very hard. You know, it's not very challenging. Like, I can't imagine that for you being a youth minister is very hard. No, it's very fun. In fact, the hardest part is like the, is like the the jobby job part of it. The easy part is like hanging out with kids and talking to them about God. Right. Super easy. Um, but there are these just certain aspects of my real estate agent job that were very 
are extremely still to this day, mm-hmm. very challenging for me. Um, just on like my level. So I'm getting told over and over again, just through my actions and through what's happening in my life over the last year that like, I'm not as virtuous as I thought I was. I'm not as holy as I thought I was. Like I'm not as, I'm not as good of a spiritual leader for my wife as I thought that I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just knocked down all of these, like they weren't lies, but I just really believed all these things to be true about me that ended up not being true. And I don't, I don't want to over-spiritualize it or anything. I think I've just genuinely failed in a lot of ways. Um, but, like, I, I don't actually know what my life is kind of, is supposed to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have a lot of really good friends who are either, like, current missionaries, former missionaries, very holy people. But each family and each life is so unique, and trying to just imitate what other people around me do a lot of times just fails. Like it just doesn't work because yeah. I'm trying to take something that works for my boss or something that works for you or something that works for my friends. And I'm like, Oh, they do this. They get up at 5 AM and they do this thing or they, they do a, 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 they wake up in the middle of the night and they like offer an hour in the middle of the night for their, like tri- their children and their family. And, or they like do this thing with the scripture or they do this thing with their wife. And I'm like, okay, let me try these things. Oh, frick. Like none of these things are, are really working for me. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I've kind of been totally shipwrecked. That's kind of the best way to say it. I'm like kind of stranded on this island and there's all these boats that are going by. They're like, just put, just paddle. But like all I have is a stick and there's no, <laughs> and like I can't paddle. And it's so like I have to figure raft. out, I have to figure out a different way <laughs> to get back to where I'm going. But all of the ways mm-hmm. that are shown to me are not actually the, the right ways. Um, and it's just, it's, I've never gone through anything like this spiritually and emotionally and apostolically it, for as long of a time since my reconversion, my sophomore year of college. Hmm. So I'm kind of in this just like crazy space and I just like don't, man, I don't really, I don't have the, I don't have the tools for it. And I feel like the podcast, like I've suffered, like being able to bring things, like I don't, I don't desire, it's just, I'm saying this because I want it to be normal for people. And also I'm trying to process it, but like, I don't desire to read. I don't have a desire to pray. Mm. I don't really have a desire to like share a lot of things with other people because it's just like, you know, eventually I'll get through this and I just kind of want to put my head down and get through it, you know? Yeah. But I know that that's not the right thing. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? That's just, I just kind of just told you stuff, but do you have any thoughts on any of that? When you, so I can't be the only person that's experienced some of these things. Yeah, like you're definitely not the only person. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, big stuff. other things that have a big life change. I mean, I was doing Exodus up until Leo was born. And so, sure. I mean, talk about like a shift. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I mean, cool. Waking up in the morning for a holy hour is real easy when you don't have a son. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not, but it's not I'm easy. Pretty but, sure, I'm pretty sure God woke up for a holy hour and he had a son. That's true. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's easy. It's compared, easier compared to, right? So like my, my prayer life in the, in the, in the two weeks, like we, you know, the two weeks of paternity leave, I like, I got the chance to like pray while holding Leo. I was trying out like different things, you know, like, and and it's, it's hard to get, it's hard to get back into it. 
um, it's hard to like, it's hard to compare. I mean, we've talked about this before comparing, don't let the, don't let the devil beat you with your own holiness. You know what I mean? Like use yeah. your own holiness against you. Oh, you were so, you were in such a great place spiritually like six months ago. What about now? You know what I mean? Yeah, right, that's like a yeah. classic, that's a classic gambit, you know? That's um, true. The queen's gambit. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, there's, you're not a different, you're the same person that was able to do that's that. The, that's you know what I mean? That's a crazy thing. That's yeah. an, this is an interesting tension that I feel within myself because I feel, I still feel like ethan uh-huh but a very important part of my life is pretty absent you know like this relationship with jesus which is why i say it kind of feels like um like how you feel right before a breakup where it's like you're still kind of all the externals are still there but like mm-hmm. internally it's lacking um and i i know what the solution is and a lot of people give me really bad advice where it's just like you should you should try praying the rosary every day. You should try going to mass every day for two weeks. And see oh, good. That's an external you. thing. That That's just a thing yeah, that cool. you can just do. You know? Let's add another external thing to my life. Um, the And so that's a, a crazy... It, it's weird coming out of this place where you have, you have the training to be very aware of yourself and then also be very aware that you're collapsing while you're collapsing. Yeah. And then have that feeling and being like, okay, I've been riding this high for so long of being in college, having everything catered to me, learning everything, being super excited, going on mission, suffering through the mission, and like eventually getting to a point where it's like, man, I'm really, like, I feel close to Jesus. I feel like I can hear him. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're speaking to each other. I feel like I'm being responsive to the spirit. And then just being in that spot and then and then being here, mm-hmm. I have enough knowledge and know-how to be like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. I'm not a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. This just happens, right? Um, but what do you do with that, like, that hole mm-hmm. in yourself, you know? Because I can't get back to where I was just overnight, you know? Um, yeah, I think it's a, thing it's that a you, very strange thing. The thing that you have to do is not, you know, just pray more or just pray the rosary or do the liturgy the hours. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. What you have to do is abandon yourself to divine providence, which is easier said than done, you know? It's very easily said. That's why everybody says it. That's why everybody says it. But, I mean, it. it I don't think everybody says that. I've never been told that. Patrick. People usually tell me just to... But you tell me that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Aban- and it's it's easier said than done because like, we don't really... I don't know. I was, I was thinking about how to present prayer... Mm-hmm. to my teens and i did a mm-hmm. i did an instagram reel about it nice nice dude <laughs> and i was 6, like thousand views six thousand views baby and i was like i don't know i was doing the 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 life teen small group about it and it was like prayer is like a conversation with god and they were all like yeah that makes sense i do that and i was like oh they do that why are your hearts not burning? You know, like, why are you, if you're praying, I was like, if you're praying, why are you not, like, why are you not on fire? Like, why? So if you are talking to God, and I was like, man, I wonder how many teens, I wonder how many people are in that space where they're Mm. like, I do talk to God. Yeah. And it's not doing anything. So. So why would I keep doing it? Why would I keep doing it? And I think that's like the human element of prayer. Mm -hmm. In Christianity, we believe that, you know, God became a man. And so there's a divine element and a human element to Christianity and to prayer. And the human element of prayer is the conversation. Uh, if you want to do Lexio Divina stuff, it's it's the the uh, the the Lexio and the Meditatio. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. the it's the first part of the prayer where you can like walk up the ladder yourself. You can go and you can talk to God whenever you want. But then 
there's another part where it's like just mm-hmm. let yourself be lifted up let your ask god like god just how are you going to make me like you today how are you going to make me you today um and if he doesn't pull you up he obviously it's obviously better for you than him doing it right. otherwise he would you know let me we've been praying the um we went to this wedding this last weekend which was beautiful it was in Wichita, Kansas. I've heard, heard of it. Of this. Yeah. Wichita, Kansas. Um, which, one of the, which one? Wichita? Wichita? Oh, that talk. The groom was a former seminarian. And cool. And there were, I think, 10 priests con-celebrating the mass. Nice. Which was, it was kind of rad. And they handed out um, little prayer cards with the surrender novena on them to everybody at the reception. And the father of the bride at the, he like was giving his toast and he was kind of talking about, you know, Oh, like Lexi is, you know, this and the other thing. She was always so amazing. And you know, when I saw them, like he said some crazy stuff on accident, like, yeah, when me and Lexi were leaving adoration together, she turned to me and said, and I was like, wait, you went to adoration with your daughter. Like that's, that's That's awesome. That's so cool. But at a certain point he just started shifting and he went, you guys know that Christendom is dead. We're in the second apostolic age and just started going off. It was amazing. Um, but he encouraged everybody there to like pray the surrender novena. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a spot where I need that. Like that's a pretty good, good idea. Novenas are good. Low commitment. That's why God made them. (laughs) I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read day two to you because I think it's relating to what we were talking about. So these are, this is a priest or some guy, uh, he's a blessed, he wrote down these words that he heard from Jesus, um, uh, in the context of wanting to surrender himself to Jesus. So Sweet. These, are, these are the words of Jesus written by some guy, uh, which is really, I mean, that's the Bible, so don't get mad about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, surrender to me does not mean to fret, to be upset, or to lose hope, nor does it mean offering to me a worried prayer, asking me to follow you and change your worry into prayer. It is against this surrender, deeply against it, to worry, to be nervous, and to desire to think about the consequences of anything. It is like the confusion that children feel when they ask their mother to see to their needs and then try to take care of those needs for themselves so that their childlike efforts get in their mother's way. Surrender means to placidly close the eyes of the soul, to turn away from thoughts of tribulation, and to put yourself in my care so that only I act, saying, you take care of it. Which is, which is powerful, um, like if we really say to Jesus, like thy will be done, you know, if we really like believe what that word means, it, I love this. What he says is just, it's not the same as taking a worried prayer and asking me to turn your worry into prayer. And I feel like that's all been a lot of what my experience has been lately. It's just like, oh, I'm so worried that like, I'm not praying as much and then I'm not going to make enough money, and then I'm not going to do this, and I'm not loving Emma well enough, and then I'm mm-hmm. slacking on the podcast, and I'm also not getting enough sleep, and I'm also not exercising, and also <laughs> I need to eat better. Also, there's too many carbs. There's not enough carbs. I'm having too much beer, not enough beer. I want to drink some more whiskey, less whiskey. What do I do? This is very stressful. I need to yeah. get a new pair of pants, Lululemon. This is hard. Right? There's just a lot of things. This is one of the best Ethan rants I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's, just, it's all going through my brain like all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy because I've trained myself again, the missionary training in those moments to to say like the Jesus prayer to offer, which is good. But a lot of times all I'm offering up to Jesus is 
my worry. And I'm saying like, you know, obviously, you know, my heart, you can just like take this and kind of like you hear it and it's going to be fine. Mm. But it's really what I'm doing is like, Jesus, why don't you care about all the things that I care about? You know, <laughs> like I'm trying to, yeah. like I'm trying I to use too. prayer to convince Jesus to like care as much about all of these things as I do. Yeah, I don't know if you heard of this podcast we started. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. <laughs> New episodes every Sunday. You busy yeah. on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing anything, right? You're not doing anything, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but I just don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like myself right now. Mm. And I think, and that's really hard to admit um, because we're supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be holy. I'm supposed to have self-love. I'm not supposed to be self-reliant. You know, people look up to me. My wife looks up to me. My friends look up to me. Like, it's just weird where I'm in these situations and people are like, Ethan, what are you talking about on the podcast this week? And I'm like, I don't freaking know, dude. Like, I haven't actually like prayed or read anything serious in months. Like, I don't, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about on the podcast this week. Patrick's mm-hmm. probably going to have a good idea and I'm going to talk <laughs> about that, you know? And it's, it feels like a lie. Like I feel, I don't like being that person who feels like he's always kind of, you know, like Bambi on ice. Like I'm about to slip and fall and like mm-hmm. fall through the thing. Um, but a good priest friend of mine told me, he's like, Ethan, you just need to admit to yourself, like, okay, you don't like yourself right now. But instead of being violent towards yourself and using a bunch of negative language, like treat yourself in the same way that you would treat your son, which has now become like today, very much more real. A very real thing. Very real thing where it's like, I get mad, I get frustrated, I get worried. It's like, hey, like saying to myself, actually like, hey, buddy, like it's okay. Yes. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You know what? If 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 uh, if three months ago anyone pooped on me, yeah, I would not be pleased. <laughs> yeah, and when Leo poops on me, I'm not excited about it. But sure. I never feel anger when he poops his pants on mm-hmm. me. I feel right. pity. Yeah, and I'm like, let's go get Buddy. you cleaned up, man. Let's you know, you, let's just <laughs> let's clean you up. You're gonna do this again tomorrow, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like. Speaking to myself that way is such a new and foreign thing to mm-hmm. me because for so long, like my internal monologue was just like the most vile, aggressive, yeah. like things I would never say to people that I love, mm-hmm. you know, would mm-hmm. be the things that I would say to myself. And it's like, no, that's like, that's so dis- discordant with the truth mm-hmm. of, of what Jesus is asking me. It's like, you don't like Jesus is telling me, Ethan, you don't have to like figure all this out, right? You don't have to eat all the right foods and exercise at the right times and make all the money and, and have the perfect podcast and get the Lululemon pants. Like you don't have to do all those things, <laughs> right? Like you, I really want a pair of Lululemon pants. Anyway. Why? I think, <laughs> do they make men's pants? They do. They taper at the ankle. I just think they're nice. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like joggers. It's like an, ath- like an athleisure pant. It's not ath- a jogger. It's not it's, cuffed. It just is like very, Oh, it's very tapered. tapered. I understand. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. nice. So I could wear them to work, but like I just all I do is sit on the phone all day. So I don't have to wear nice clothes. So it would be nice to have a comfy pant that sure. looks nice. Sure, that I can wear it to the office. That is fair. I'm attached to these things. I, um, <laughs> I. But he's just telling me like oh, yeah. you're you're worried about all these things, but I just need you to accept the love. Like I need you to love yourself in the way that I love you. Like I need you to, because there's no if I don't have that, then how am I going to love Emma? How am I going to love my friends? How am I going to love my son? Like how am I going to do any of those things? Um. If I don't, if I like can't even look at myself and say like, 
yeah, you, all these things have gone wrong. You haven't been the person that you thought you're going to be, but like, I still love you. You know, I still care about you. Yeah. Um, it's a prerequisite. The saints say this self-love, self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's important. I would like to confess something on this podcast. I sometimes often laugh, not at Leo. <laughs> Uh-huh. I sometimes laugh when Leo cries. So, oh yeah, I get this. Phoebe is always like, "Why are you laughing at him?" Right. He's so I, small. He's, he's so small. small boy. He has this little cry. He goes, "Ah." Uh-huh. ah and it's just so cute and it's uh-huh. soft. And then yeah. sometimes he'll just be sitting there. Uh-huh. He'll have these big blue eyes. You've seen uh-huh. him. He looks like Snapchat uh-huh. filters. If you want to see yeah. pictures of my son, Discord bit.ly/crunchdiscord. My, my my son has these big blue anime eyes. And he will suddenly be staring there looking. And he'll go, ugh, ha, ha. And then all of a sudden, yes. just uh, out of nowhere. And yes. I just laugh. I laugh so hard. And Phoebe's like, why are you laughing? And it's not because I think his pain is funny. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing because I know there's nothing. I know nothing ultimately is going to be wrong. Right. I know in the end everything's going to be okay. So I think it's funny. It's just, it's just humorous. It's a subversion mm-hmm. of expectations. I know yes. everything is okay, mm-hmm. and he's crying. And so it's like, what's going on? And so in this divine comedy we call life. Christianity, right? Ethan's life. I, think, I don't think God is disappointed in us when we over-dramatize things. I don't think he's disappointed in us when we hate ourselves. I don't think he's like, come on, like, get it together. You know, I, think yeah. he, I think he thinks it's funny. Yes. The I only thing he's... that's not funny is sin. To quote the to quote uh, Teresa Bova, the only thing that's not funny is sin, um, and it's not a sin to be sad. So yeah. being sad is funny. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. G.K. Chesterton. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, Gilbert Keith would be—he's rolling in his grave right now, generating a lot of torque. I don't know how he would roll over in his grave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a very wide grave. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing a skeleton that is the outline of G.K. Chesterton. Like he wasn't actually fat. He just literally had like a belly made of bones. Oh gosh, it's terrifying, right? <laughs> that is that is horrifying. Like like it's like a whale's exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for lis- helping me process that. Of course. Uh, what else I is this really, podcast for? I don't have anything else other than. I think that's good for me, and I think other people should hear it. I want to do patron of the week. <laughs> I have been, I've been, I've been. I was thinking yesterday. I was like, man, when was the last time we did a? Um, when was the last time we did a prayer thing on yeah. the on the on the podcast? A I prayer check in. Um, let me pull up. Now you know why, because Ethan hasn't has been off off, off the wagon. Game. Yeah, I mean, me too. I just, it's hard. We're, it's difficult. Can I just admit? That it's hard? It, praying is hard. It's hard because... This is known. It's and not hard. Think, yeah. Just for the record, I don't think anybody's like, oh, I'm, not go- I'm not going through the dark night of the senses. I'm not going through the dark night of the soul. Like, everybody relax. I just, I'm having a hard time. And I think that's all that it is. So Something that's affirming that we say whenever Leo starts crying. Um, it's, we say it's hard to be two months. So it's hard to be it's a newborn. Be. That's what we say. It's hard to be a Christian. It's hard. Right. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's been it's found. Hard to be Christian. Yeah. It's hard to be newly married. It's hard to be engaged. It's hard to have your first kid. It's hard to have a new job. It's hard to, in this economy, like it, it's hard to buy a house. It's hard, there's a lot of things right now that are hard. Lots of things that are hard. It's hard to pay four forty one a gallon. Oh yeah, jeez. Um, so I want to do something different. I don't want to do patron oh. of the week anymore. 
Oh, okay. I want to just lived segment. I know, but I want to shout out our patrons. Oh, um, when they are new. When the uh, moon so your eye like a big pizza pie. That's you're a, a patron. You're a patron. <sighs> I need one. One. I need one second. Hold on. Okay. I will vamp. What I mean by that is Regan will edit this out to make it seem flawless. 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 Maybe he was born with it. Maybe it's Regan King. (laughs) (laughs) In order to make things fair, so we're going to shout out new patrons is what we're going to do. So Uh, people who sign up. Yes. Every week, we're going to shout those yeah. out. Yeah, so every week, new patrons get a shout-out on the show. If you if you sign up at th- at $5 a month or more, we're going to shout you out on the show. If you donate at $20 a month or more, we're going to put you in the description. Um, there's only a few people who are still active at the $20 level, Regan, but put them in the description. Um, I can I can send you the list. But I I think we've we've gotten so many uh, patrons over the past couple of weeks. Just it's, amazing. it's been amazing. It's incredible. We're really excited. If you are a patron and you are not yet in the Discord server, please join bit.ly slash crunch discord. You can connect your Patreon account and your Discord account, and you can be in our super special secret Patreon Discord chat. It's Did great. Did you add those people that I sent to you? Were yeah, I, get, I, get, pl- I okay, can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I want to shout out. If you haven't been added, you're going to get added. I'm really sorry we've been trying. So we are going to uh, shout out by name. So if you want to do goofy names, that is absolutely okay. Um, we're going to shout out everyone who was a patron uh, in who everyone who joined in July and in any July over the past six years. Okay. And we're going to shout out uh, the people who joined recently. So today, since the first podcast of the month, we're going to shout out all of our July patrons, which Perfect. include Camille. Shout out Camille. We've already shouted you once. Gavin Rice. Shout out Gavin Rice. Boom. Malachi Lynn. Thanks so much. Tyler Huge. Gates. Sam yes. Castillo. Claire oh. Jolly. Yep. What? Do you know them? Sam, no, Sam Castillo was my teammate at Tulsa. Hey, Sam. What's up? And Claire Jolly. Claire, what's up? And Bob McWilliams. Thanks, guys, for being so supportive. Um, whether you've been a patron for all six years or just one last July, uh, thank you guys so much for supporting our show. Now on to the patrons who supported us this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Thank you so much to um, Rosie and Patrick F., Anthony Richter, Andrew Shaw, Courtney Guevara and James Nelson. Thanks, guys. Oh wow. wait, we got more. Sorry. Oh, we got. Hey, we also got a bunch of people that. in June as well. Um, oh yeah. And since wait, they're since they're thing. new, I don't want to make yeah, them yeah. wait a whole year. No, 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 no. They need it now. Um, we got Frank Santana, Rose Frank. Hasselhorst, Scott Rose. Durant, Jennifer Scott. Duran, Deborah E. McLemore, uh, Gerardo or Gerardo, uh, Andrew Tebe, Josh Carlgren. Uh, and I already said, I already said Frank Santana. Okay. Wow. Thanks, That's guys. So Just in the last two months. I That's know, so right? Amazing. That's crazy. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. And uh, we are. I'm gonna do better at welcoming new patrons to the Discord as well. Um, thanks, guys, so much for giving. And we hope that I hope that our uh, our efforts to show patron appreciation. Um, it, it, I hope it conveys how thankful we are that you guys thankful. are supporting us. Because, like I said on the stream last night, um, or last Tuesday, every dollar either goes back into the podcast 
or it goes towards uh, helping our wives stay home and take care of our sons. Sons. The sons. Boys. The large boys. adult sons. So thank you. If you think this podcast is worth a dollar, uh, you can send us five bucks a month on Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch. If you think you, if you like, I want to buy these guys a coffee every month, uh, go nuts. That's how much five bucks a month does. Ethan. Yes. What if I don't have the money right now? Then is there's a very easy and simple way. Uh, you can actually go on the Apple Podcasts app uh, and the Spotify Podcasts app, and you can leave a review. Patrick, it's yes. very simple. You can leave. You could leave. Uh, dare I say, a five star review would be the <laughs> thing that you could do for free right for now. Free. You could pause this podcast, do it right now. Do it right now. And even, do it right now. Even, <laughs> even if you're not listening on Apple or listening on Spotify, if you have an account with either of those mega corporations, you could be uh, listening to a burned CD that someone in New York City handed you on an alley. It has our podcast. I don't on care it. what you're listening to. Pause this podcast. Apple and Spotify. Leave a five star review. Super helpful. For it free. takes five seconds and it's super helpful. It helps us get discovered on the podcast app. Ethan. Yes. I would like to highlight a. I would like to highlight a review from The Orange Mystique. I started listening when I was 15, and I'm still here. Okay. That's awesome. That's great. Found out about the podcast. That feels like it. I found out about the podcast, uh, the pod, through browsing Catholic social media after a Steubenville conference, as one does. That is a common thing. Uh, Four years later, I still listen every Sunday. My spiritual life and sense of humor have been developed immensely because of it. I also love the Discord community. Couldn't recommend this podcast more. Thank you, the Orange Mystique Discord. Uh, Discord is great. Bit.ly slash Crunch Discord. Did you know that uh, Gomer was promoing our podcast at Steubenville conferences for a couple of years? Really? Yeah, so he That's would funny. mention his podcast, and people would go, hey, how can I listen to your podcast? And he would tell these children, don't. Don't. Uh, don't listen, listen to my to podcast. Go listen to The Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Thanks, Isn't Gomer. That nice? Shout That's out to Gomer. Bring, free Luke. Hashtag free Luke. Hashtag free Luke. <laughs> he hasn't been on the podcast in like three months. That's so, sad. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I, everybody tweet. Everybody tweet at The Crunch uh, podcast. Or they're, the not, they're, not on, on, they're not on Twitter anymore. No, no, no. Tweet at the Crunchcast on Twitter. Hashtag free Luke, and I'll give you a retweet. Okay. Um, so just let me know. All right. All right. Um, that, this is good. And then do we have time for a, a dating corner? All right. You came to the right place, you ding dong. <laughs> it's called communication, baby. <laughs> we do indeed have time for a dating corner i think um this one comes from i am jonesing to give some dating advice right a guy so bad a guy named uh jarvis 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 okay i spent years trying to enter seminary do your best jarvis impression from marvel when you're reading it Hello, sir. I tried spending. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Good job. Oh, I spent years trying to enter seminary. It didn't work out. As soon as I was finally accepted, and as soon as I finally accepted that I that I didn't get ent- into seminary, I wanted to ask somebody out. Seminary suddenly became a possibility again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Been there. Not not true. Uh, yeah, dear Doctor Ethan and Professor Patrick, longtime listener, first time caller, big fan of the pod, lover of the cast uh, nice. <laughs> as well. But he loves both the pod and the cast. I'm a 24 year old dude. You could call me literally anything except my real name. I do not care. Uh, sorry to give you kind of a long one, but here it goes. 
In high school, I felt called to be a priest. I discerned with two religious orders at various points and my diocese, and I started the application process. However, there were always obstacles presenting themselves, mostly in form of my health. Nothing ever panned out despite the support of my pastor, spiritual director, vocations director, etc. I had trouble accepting this, but recently, about, about six months ago, I came to the point of acceptance and even joy that I might not call to be a priest. I considered with excitement the possibility of dating for the first time in a long time, and within weeks of this, I ran into a friend uh, who is 22, female, I'll call her Cecilia, who I hadn't seen in years. Ooh. We ended up talking for like three hours in the parking lot afterwards. Ooh, baby. Church oh, parking yeah. lot convos. That's it. Let's go. Soon we were texting regularly. She was finishing. Ooh. Oh baby, what if we? What if we kissed in the church parking lot? LOL, JK. Unless and texted afterwards, deep into the night. Oh my gosh, from our parents because we're not supposed to have our phones in our bedroom. Ooh, she was finishing up her last semester of college about five hours away. She was home on break. Mm-hmm. I had every intention of asking her out when she's back home again. Right about the same time she was coming home from school, I had a meeting with the vocations director, and he told me. Uh, that most of the things that had previously been obstacles to my entry into formation were no longer issues from the diocesan side. Whoa. And he would be willing to put his neck on the line wow. to get me into seminary for the 2023 oh. to 24 academic year. Holy Meanwhile, cow. I've started hanging out uh, and doing quasi date like thing, things with Cecilia. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> and oh I really gosh. think I should properly ask her out and clarify if we're going to keep going the way things are going. Additionally, she has applied and interviewed to teach at the same school that I work at. So there's a very real chance of us being coworkers in September. I'm at a loss here how to navigate this. I spent about seven years trying to get into seminary, not dating at all, because I was near certain of a call to the priesthood. When I finally accept I might not be called to the priesthood and I want to ask a girl out, enters into seminary suddenly becomes more possible. Do I ask her out? Do I start seminary application? Do I do both? Do I do neither? What do I do? I'm going to be bringing this to my spiritual director at our next meeting, but i also like some input from the Crunch Boys. Thanks and God bless Jarvis. Wow. This we is have, a, this is we, the toughest. This is hard dating quarter I have yes. ever gotten. I, I agree with that. I was gonna wow. say we get some, we get some uh, some quandaries every now and again. But this is like usually someone in the situation is being stupid. Like this guy yeah. is just he's honestly, doing everything he right. Did, he's done everything right. He's like he's not. I was wow. like when I when I was like when I was like seminary keeps not working out. I'm like maybe. Mm-hmm. They're on board, mm-hmm. but it's literally just everyone's backing him. Yeah. And oh, everyone's boy. backing him. Like they they've kept him out. Wow. Like he's he's been trying to do this for seven years. I was gonna be like, come on, man, like no one no one's taking it. Just try dating the girl. But I mean, if the things are just health obstacles and they aren't like, you know, personal issues. I don't know. Sure, 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 sure. Like uh, we I, we can't assume is, what his, what his issues may or may not be. I need to I, I need to call Father Anthony. I just <laughs> I don't know what yeah. to do, man. I here's what I think. Very classic advice: never change a decision that you've made in consolation. Yeah. Right. So yeah, if you if you receive consolation from the Lord to move on from the seminary thing. Okay, that's that's a premise one, right? What you haven't really told us is what you like want, you know. And so that's like the also the question is like that's true. Yeah, what, just because someone's what, gonna stick their neck out in the line to get you into seminary right. doesn't mean you have to go to seminary. Do, do, so let's we need to answer two separate questions. One, do you want to go to seminary? Yeah. Right? Would you would you had said yes to going to seminary if you had not met this girl if you received the chance? So like. Let's say you have that great prayer where it's like, okay, I'm finally ready. I'm ready to move on. You know, seven years, it's been a long time. You know, the Lord has given me some grace. 
I'm I'm going to keep moving. If the if you didn't meet the girl and the priest called you and said that same thing, would you still go? So I think that's a good thought process. Yeah. And two, um, have you considered, as a lot of seminarians do, just dating while in seminary? Oh my gosh, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> it's let's not let's let's not pretend right we all know that they do it oh my gosh um, yeah, yeah there's there is no reason why you can this girl's still going to be there i mean she might be dating someone she might get married but you go to seminary for a year that's not a lifetime commitment you know yeah like there's you can come home for the break and you can still see her right you you can't actively date right you can't discern anything but uh, you can still check in. How's it going? Seminary is hard. Looking like I'm going to leave in a couple months. <laughs> you know? like, um, So I, I don't know. My default position is if you get a chance to go to seminary and you, you feel like you could have a call to the priesthood, you should freaking go to seminary. Yeah. Because uh, you, you have more commitment to the church at this point than you do to this girl because you've discerned it. for se- You've courted the church for seven years, and now finally the church is like, yes, let's do it. You might have just this idea of what dating this girl would be like. I know you had the conversations, you've done the texting, and you've done the quasi-dates, but like, you aren't dating. You're not in a relationship. I don't know. He said he was excited about the possibility of not I, going to seminary. I know. And when, you, when there's a beautiful girl in the mix, it's hard. No, he said the excitement, oh, the possibility, the excitement of the possibility of dating for the yes. first time in a long time. Yeah. So that is that's, a I mean, different. that's exciting. That's truly, that's, yeah, a, that's is, an yeah. exciting thing. But I think you're... you're thought is good that you should go talk to your spiritual director about this yeah uh, but those are just some of the things that came to my mind of, of questions that you need to answer but i can't man this i don't think there's a wrong answer though you know like i do think way, it's above it's our pay right. grade i think this it, question oh, absolutely is... <laughs> we need orders to answer this uh-huh uh-huh i yeah, I need I need someone who has successfully decided to not to forego <laughs> the sacrament of marriage. Um, if anyone out there, some of our non-Catholic listeners, a lot of times we get asked like, "Hey, why can't priests just get married? You know, why can't like if if a married person, you know, if a priest can't get married, I get that, but why can't a married person become a priest? You know, like a lot of our Orthodox brothers and sisters, they think that you know, it's like you." Wait, wait, the reason is simple. Uh, this. This is much more interesting. <laughs> this, this changes the game. Like, this, this is, kind of thing. It's like, this, this is, is drama, thrilling. you know? This is what we live for. This is a freaking roller coaster, boys. <laughs> I, I hate to cut this short, but my wife is texting me because she needs my help with uh, something. So, uh, Speaking of I the know. call of marriage. The call of marriage. So we need to wrap up. Um, Bit.ly slash crunch discord so you can join the discord. Patreon.com slash the crunch twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast i'm sorry they're not all the same uh but we're, we're doing our best uh we're gonna consolidate all the of those places <laughs> we're trying to get to 100 followers on uh twitch mm-hmm. here in the next couple weeks trying to get 500 people in the discord trying to get 500 people in the discord we're trying to get uh, 100 patrons you know all these things are very doable we had a ton of goals you know what they say make a lot of goals uh fail at a lot of goals. fail at all of them and then keep making new ones. <laughs> Make new ones. Uh, but we'd love, if you want to see what we're doing, those are all the places to uh, check out what we've got going on. Discord's been popping lately. If you're not in it, you got, you're going to be a part of it. We almost have 300 people. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, Patrick, you have anything else for the people? Disney is like if you gave DreamWorks a lot of money. <laughs> That's good. Good, good. 
Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you.